Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. They be better. Because a lot of times when you're following a team, and especially a team that has some good young pieces, you feel like it's always improving every year. One way or another, we always believe almost all the time that the team is going to take a step forward. Guys are going to grow. Guys are going to get better. And other teams won't. So, hey, we're always getting better. We're going to the Super Bowl, right? Like, I look at this team, and I do, as much as this year was fun and and crazy and weird, I think I expect, despite all the potential losses you could have in the offseason, that this team's going to be better next year, that they are going to take a step forward. And they're going to have a chance to go, and I expect them next year to make the NFC Championship game. I mean, that's just me. And and so far, uh, I've been getting some responses on Twitter, and, and people do expect them to be better. So, for the most part, I, I guess we're talking about a team that most people expect to be in the NFC Championship game. I just think it's fascinating. So, here's what we're going to do now. We're going to break down everything that's been going on with the Eagles over the, the past couple of weeks, as well as what's been going on. Uh, or what will be going on in the offseason. And to help us do that is Michael Kist, who's going to be joining us from, or is joining us, I should say, from BleedingGreenNation.com, host of the Kist and Solak Show. What's up, Mike? Vince, how you doing, brother? I'm doing well. I'm doing good. I haven't seen you since a really horrible, miserable game where the Eagles got their butts kicked in Tampa Bay. So uh, it's been a while. How, how are you? I'm doing well. You know, my son my son got sun poisoning from that game. It was so freaking hot with no wind whatsoever. That was a miserable experience front to back stem to stern just terrible yeah it was it was really bad all the way around and it felt like the season was going to be that way too but obviously we've had this big uptick and change so what do you take away from this season this this crazy tumultuous chaotic year it felt like and it felt like this at the time that the season really hadn't started yet and you figure you get Carson Wentz back maybe things will kick into gear and you get a win and you can't get a second win after that you can't string together wins and it just felt like that feeling from the beginning of the season didn't stop until you know the big win over the Los Angeles Rams just felt like this team wasn't ready for 2018 to start for 2017 to end and you know that low point in week 11 against New Orleans Saints was really bad because you had leaders in the locker room like Malcolm Jenkins and and you know it got under the skin of some of the players because he called them out for for some effort and it worked and Doug Doug Peterson stayed consistent with his messaging and eventually it got through and we saw a change in this team. So I think the expectations coming into the season were really high. I think we need to recalibrate what we should have expected coming into it, considering all of the injuries that we had, not only coming into the season, recovering from off-season surgeries, Alshon Jeffrey, Brandon Graham, uh, Derek Barnett had an off-season surgery, guys coming in late to the season because of injuries, and then the injuries suffered throughout the season. But I think what we saw was very encouraging at the end to where we could kind of recalibrate and feel good about what we were as a team. We came into the playoffs, and we our underdogs against a very tough Chicago Bears team on the road. We end up picking up a win. We give a valiant effort against New Orleans Saints. It's just not enough. But overall, you have to feel good about the change that happened with this team 
that they bought in, that the effort was there, and I think they can keep that momentum going into next season. Yeah, and that's how I feel, too, because I look at this and I want to say, well, you know, uh, and, and I think you were with me on this bandwagon at one point, was the Fire Mike Grow bandwagon. Yeah. And so we're both sitting there and looking at this guy like it's not working, but then those last couple of weeks, things balance a bit, and obviously Doug likes him enough that he's keeping him around for another year. They've made that announcement. you got to figure that Wentz with a full offseason to get himself a year removed from the ACL, only three months for the back. He's going to have all these times to, to get better and build that cohesion with his teammates again. Like it just feels like, and for me, the expectation is that at this time next year, we're not talking about what, what the draft is for the Eagles, but my expectation for next year is at the very least an NFC championship game, Mike. And I, I don't know how you feel, but that's, that's where I'm at with this team. Yeah. And I hope I'm the same way once we start the season, because what we saw with Mike Rowe was a real slow start to the season. It took them a while to adjust and kind of recalibrate that offense to what they wanted it to be, what was best for them. It really didn't happen, even though it was a loss until week 14. So week 14 and on, they were the quickest time to throw team in the NFL, getting the ball out really quick, having your quarterback act as a point guard. And it wasn't just Foles. It was, it was Wentz in week 14 as well. So I, I think that's going to help them moving forward, kind of figuring out what they want to be as an offense with Mike Rowe as the coordinator. So hopefully that momentum shift, that success kind of sticks with the team. And that's something that they can grab onto. And it's a tangible thing. It's not just something that uh, happened out of you know happenstance or the execution was just better. They can start out scheming teams again because we didn't see that this year in 2017 we're, we were scheming the pants off people even Xavier Rhodes said in the NFC championship game he's like man they're, they're screaming the, they're scheming the crap out of us we didn't see that a whole lot now we started to see it towards the end of the season so that is encouraging and with the talent that we have on this team and the core pieces that we have the leadership that we have and the quarterback that we have who is going to have a mostly healthy, healthy offseason. You know, the back is going to take two to three months to heal, and then he's going to be good. He's not going to miss training camp and OTAs and all this other stuff that he missed the previous year that I really do genuinely believe mess with him. Now, I believe his struggles, Carson Wentz's struggles, were kind of overblown uh, and put under a magnifying glass because of the situation. But at the same time, next year, I expect a big stride forward from him, and that's going to rise a lot of the tide, which will rise the boats. And we have enough like, a leadership and an iron stomach in this locker room for adversity that I think we can overcome a lot of things and be a really good football team next year. Yeah, no doubt about it. And we're talking with Michael Kist, by the way, from BleedingGreenNation.com. Uh, on the Swartz Colton guest line, you can find him at Michael Kist NFL. And here's the other thing, Michael, is you're looking at the offseason here. Now, there are a lot of big names that are on this list. Jason Peters. Uh, Brandon Graham, Darren Sproles, Jay Ajayi, Ronald Darby. There's a there's a lot of people out here. Uh, what do you see with all of these names, so many players, as the biggest need for the Eagles in this offseason? What are you looking at first? It's a good thing that in the year-end press conference that Howie Roseman pointed out, and I believe he's correct in this, that the defensive line, you know, interior defensive line and edge rushers, it's it might be a historic class in the in in the draft class there, which is good because we don't know about how they feel long term about the health of Jimmy Jernigan, and they can kind of get out of that contract if they want to. And depth was an issue there anyway. Fletcher Cox saw a big increase in snaps. What I want is somebody that can really just line up on the one tech between the center and the guard, take that center slide away, and give us more one-on-one matchups with Fletcher Cox, or at the very least, spell the guy. 
guy. If he's able to work one-on-one for at least half the game, because I think he was doubled over 70% of the time on pass plays last year, if you can get him, if you can get that number down to 50%, he's going to be very, very productive. He's going to be very, very good. So I think that's something that you look for. Chris Long probably retires. Brandon Graham probably walks. Now, do you address interior defensive line and then in your pass rushing snaps, do you kick Michael Bennett in? I think that's a great option. Or do you leave him out because you drafted interior defensive line? Either one works for me as long as you add depth on the line. And I think those are two areas that they really have to attack with the, the specter of a potential Kelsey retirement looming over them. Brandon, uh, Brandon Brooks's Achilles injury, he will not be ready for the beginning of the season. So there are depth issues there. Jason Peters likely retires or could be cut. We don't really want to talk about it that way, but he's a big cap hit. He was banked up all year. So offense interior line on the tackles and then on the defense on the line as well. It's a good draft for it too. So I, I don't think they'll have much of an issue identifying talent, bringing them into the building and incorporating them into the offense. We saw a lot of production from the rookies this year. Yeah. Now here's the thing that I, I think about is that there's been this major decision between Foles and Wentz, or at least there's been a debate with all the fans about Foles and Wentz. And here's one of the reasons why I've been a big Wentz fan is because I feel like he's more scheme independent. And so you look at this offensive line uh, like you said, Peters, is he's probably gone. If Kelsey does retire, if Brandon Brooks is not healthy and ready to go for the start of the year, that's just such a major stress on a quarterback. And to win games, you're going to need Wentz to do it. So, But the thing is, you also have to worry about long-term sustainability. And when it comes to that line, I mean, really, how good is the draft class? Because I've heard about the defense and, and how good the defensive line is going to be. Is it reasonable to expect, or if you had an eye on free agency yet, I haven't been able to look at that, with the offensive line, like realistically, what help is out there? You're not going to find a whole lot of great like offensive tackles in free agency. One guy to keep an eye out for, though, who I think is the best backup left tackle and right tackle, he's a swing tackle in the league, is the Washington Redskins' Ty Nasecki. He's a little bit up there in age, but he's fairly cheap, and he's really doggone good and can get you through some rough stretches. He's had to do that in Washington several times with how beat up their line has been. So there are guys out there in free agency. I think there are right now I'm still going through the draft evaluation process and getting to know these guys. I'll be in Mobile, Alabama next week for the Senior Bowl to see a couple of guys. Uh, Risner from Kansas State, Yadnika Jews from West Virginia, both could go in the first round. They'll be in Mobile. So I think there are about four or five tackles that could go in the first round that are very, very good talents that the Eagles could have their eye on. Or, and I would hate this, they'll decide that what they have in the building is fine and they might try to develop somebody else and they think they can get Halapuli Vatibaitai to, to step up. And I don't know if that's the answer because in my opinion, even from his rookie year, I think you saw him regress in his technique and you definitely saw him regress in his confidence. Protecting Carson Wentz should be the number one priority of this team right now. And it's great, like you mentioned with Foles and the difference between him and Wentz, if you have more of a beat-up line, Wentz is able to create after the fact more so than Foles is. That's a very big strength of his. But at the same time, with the injury pass, you have to be able to keep him clean and upright. Now, part of that is going to be some of the quick passing game that they established late in in the year. It's something that I argued for coming into the season. So I'm glad they were able to adapt that, integrate that into the offense, but offensive tackle, I think there are guys in the draft and I think there are a couple of veterans out there that can help them with depth in the off season. All right. Well, that's some good news and it's always good news having you on Mr. Michael Kist from bleeding green nation. You can find him at Michael Kist NFL. Thanks for stopping by, man. Vince. Hope to see you again soon, buddy. Yeah, hopefully not in Tampa Bay, though. I'm not going to that stadium again, man. You can't make me. Never. But I'll, I'll see you soon. Take it easy. That's Michael Kist.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 